Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Merry Festivus! Let's radio. It's the OG. Alongside Joe Giglio, I'm Joe Ovius. Dennis Cox is the producer of this program. It's so cold outside, Giglio, right now that I believe the building's AC unit busted? I don't think it's the cold. I think it's the wind. Maybe it's the wind. I don't know. Something's up. And I feel like we're going to have to either cuddle up for warmth or break out jackets at some point during the show. Pretty sure we have liquor, too. It's warm in here. I can tell you that. Okay. So, yeah, maybe. I'm opting for the liquor. (laughs) I don't know, Joe. I would probably be the little spoon in this situation. (laughs) Right? I would would think I would think so. I would think that's the case, yes. (laughs) Uh, Merry Christmas. Uh, Open up your gift. Right now? Right freaking now. Because we have... This is the last show you and I are doing together of 2022, so we're going to go through the top six OG moments of 2022. Uh, that is a gift enough. What is? That we're going through the moments? Our top six moments. Well, yeah, but this is a gift for you. Uh, Dennis, you also have a gift for me and Julio in there. Oh. Uh, please open up the card. This is uh, afternoon Spoiler show traditions look here. Look at you. Oh, did you get me? I'll see. Open it up. Let's see what it is. I thought, uh, okay. What did you think it was? No, no, no. I'm excited. What did you think it was? <laughs> How did you find this? Oh, I have ways. I have ways. <laughs> can I hold that up for the did camera? You, did you look through my Facebook? No, I didn't. <laughs> I got an action park with uh, the the one that was. It was very important to me to get the thing that says Route Jersey. 94, Vernon, New Jersey. Yeah, that's important. There's nothing like it in the world. Action park. All right. Since the uh, since the documentary on HBO was fascinating to me, I'd never been to Action Park. You did. Oh. And I'm very, very jealous. Once a, once a summer. Hey, man, that's the word. It's an extra large. That, that's literally, good, right? Literally. I kept the receipt just in uh, case. No, literally on my Facebook. Oh, are you getting those on your Facebook? No, like I, because I, I was searching for them. Oh, you were? And I found them, and I was like, oh, I'm getting one of these. Well, there you go. I got you one. Look at you. How about that? All right, Dennis, you can open your card. Yeah, so I open it up here. Uh, bunch of little dachshunds yeah. walking in a wiener wonderland oh, you know wiener man, dogs clever. over here you gotta get uh, you gotta get the worst cards possible yeah oh thanks for putting up with us it's a uh, yeah. ultimate comics gift card. there we go that's there we go you nailed it yeah you basically nailed I, it. I didn't think you would complain about getting a, a, a trip to ultimate comics on us no so there you go i shop all the comic stores locally <laughs> aren't they all just ultimate comics at this point no no, there's still Foundation's Edge on Hillsborough Street downtown. Oh, there's it's, also it's Foundation's Edge still there? I didn't know that. I think it is. Okay. Uh, but there's also Capital Comics right there by Crabtree. Uh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. Trust me, they're all the places. I was going to say, because my, my guy Dan was at uh, Fight or Flight Comics uh, for a while, and then they got, uh, they're up now all together with, uh, with, with Ultimate. Ultimate Comics, so that's why I was curious if Ultimate Comics just gobbled everybody up. Um, I was at PNC Arena last night. You were at PNC Arena last night. We both were. Um. Yeah. Shout out to the one of the listeners that say, "Hey, I saw Gilio on the baseline. I didn't. Where were you?" And I go, "Oh, well, you know, Gilio insisted that the ninety nine nine the fan seat was quote unquote his yeah, seat." Yeah, I texted Greg. Yes, <laughs> I made sure. <laughs> 
no it's it's cool whatever i'm actually glad i was upstairs because i didn't realize the media seating has gotten so terrible that there's only one section of it and it's in front of the marching band i'm good thanks i'll sit upstairs um I got to see my favorite thing in the whole world, though. And I'm, I just just want to be a little bit petty. It, yeah, that's like, fine. Is this a grievance, technically, or am I just being petty? Well, let's find out. Okay. I'm just going to admit this. One of my favorite things to see is when a former Carolina or a former Duke oh. person, player, who's now a coach, comes into PNC Arena, and they don't get every call. Yeah. And yeah. it's like... It's like an out-of-body experience for them because <laughs> they can't quite understand what's going on. Wait a minute. So Nolan Smith obviously won a national championship with Duke. Mm. Nolan Smith as a player and as a coach, you know, uh, we don't need to go through his whole bona fides. He's also an outstanding person, all yeah, right? Yeah. But that doesn't prevent me from taking some pleasure mm-hmm. in watching him on the Louisville bench just kind of it, – it, you could see it in real time. You could see it in real time because it's like – the, the the thought cloud just kind of pops up like oh oh I'll use not to use that word but like oh man <laughs> oh crap the, the Hall of Famer is not next to me anymore yeah oh man wait. we got that call wait a minute oh man not again as Drake likes to say oh man oh man oh man oh man I'm on the bench with Danny Manning now and Ooh. poor Kenny Payne who's an excellent recruiter sure I, I pat myself on the back his two best players though are Nolan Smith and Danny Manning, long out of eligibility, and now his assistant coaches. Louisville is a woo. Yeah, I mean, an interesting was, looking L, uh, program. L. Ellis is the Durham, Durham guy. kid. Yep. Yeah, and you know, in 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 typically NC State and Carolina fans will say the same thing too. It's like, oh, is there a guy from the area yeah. that's coming back to the building? That guy's going to fill it up. Wolf Pack Hero for a day. Yeah. It wasn't really the case uh, no. for Louisville. I will I will say this. Um, that's the first NC State basketball game I've gone to this season. Uh, for a variety of reasons, I just have not had a chance to go out to PNC Arena for a basketball game. So I made it a point to go for a couple of reasons. But it was funny. Uh, I, when I got there, there were several people, uh, PNC Arena staff, they were like, oh, hey, stranger. You know, I get that sort of thing, right? Like, what are you here for? And I'm like, you know why I'm here, okay? Shout out to our guy, Craig. He was kind of like, oh, surprised you showed up to this one. I'm like, you know why I showed up to this one, Okay. Because a lot of other NC State fans were uh, oh, fascinated yes. by what could potentially happen. Seventeen last and a half point favorite, and, yes. and the game was tight in the first half. It absolutely it was, was tight. tight in the first half. NC State couldn't buy a bucket. Um, but I am I am very much looking forward to January fourth at PNC Arena when Duke comes to play NC State because we're going to get an amazing showdown between DJ Burns of NC State and Ryan Young of Duke. Two unassuming guys who will absolutely ball on you. It's been actually entertaining to watch. DJ Byrne is on that BJ Anya. Um, um, no, no, wait a second. He can score. I mean, he has a touch to him. That's what I'm saying. He is BJ Anya with a hell of a lot more skill. Okay. If you see DJ Burns, you're thinking, oh, geez, what the heck is going on here? He kind of looks like me in the uniform. But the guy's got skill. He's big, a surprise. Big boy can score. He's a big boy. He could score. He could stroke, can, and he was he was great last night. And that's the, I think that's if I had any takeaway from NC State last night, other than you know avoiding the disaster of losing to Louisville, it's that Jerquavion Smith wasn't exactly on it last night. First half, no struggle, but they were still able to overcome that. Last year, oftentimes what we saw at NC State was it was either um, Darian Sebron or Jerquavion. If those two guys weren't on, 
Sometimes they would have those moments where they'd be down 10, 15 points. One of those guys, Sebron or Terquega Smith, would make a huge run. They'd spend all their energy, and then they would eventually uh, run out of steam and lose the game. So it's good to see NC State get contributions from other guys, DJ Burns being the biggest one. Uh, Morcel also hit some big shots yeah. last night in the second half, part of that 17-0 run, and that was the ball game. So after the game, Casey Marcel made five three-pointers in the yeah. game, and, and he's really been much better this year than he was last season. And you could just see Kevin Keats fighting it last night in the post game because he, he was asked about Casey, like, what's the difference between Casey last year and Casey this year? And, like, he so <laughs> desperately wants to say, he's no longer brainwashed by Tony Bennett. He knows how to play basketball now, and it's that's, very freeing. That's funny. His answer was, uh, that was my translation, but his answer was, you know, he's learning how to play faster. Okay. He's learning how to play faster, and he's getting used to, you know, up-tempo basketball. So it was it was interesting here, but the truth of the matter is, it took Casey Morcel a year or two to figure out what his role was. Mm-hmm. And I think you see him now, and you, you're right about Terquavion Smith. I, I think he's a much better playmaker this year than he was last year. Sure. And, you know, he's he is driving, and he is actually looking for Casey. And same with Charkel Joyner. When they drive, they look for the kick. And then, you know, you, you also have now a guy who you could throw it into in the post, which even with Manny Bates, when he was healthy the previous season, he wasn't a guy you were kicking it into the post for a bucket. Mm-hmm. The big question for State is going to be, can you get Burns up to a higher level of fitness? Can you get him out on the floor and keep him out on the floor when Sidney Curry is not the other big body that he's banging against? Fair. Because you know what's going to happen if it's going to be a Derek Lively. You know what's going to happen if it's an Armando Baycott. He's going to only be effective in doses, and he's going to be able to have to score on those more athletic players, which we don't know, quite frankly, if he can do. From uh, from Kinchin on Twitter, DJ Burns has as many points as Louisville has turnovers. It was it was a pretty bad night for Louisville. Which you, man, Louisville was the sloppy Joe man. Whew. It's it's interesting you bring that up because you and I have, have discussed this in the past as to you know could Louisville be on that worst team in ACC history. Uh, trajectory if yeah if things i do think they got improve. better players than that well you can have better players or not the point is you're actually going to do anything about it uh for the sake of the of the conversation uh if you if you look at ken palm right uh, which is i i like ken palm better than net and anything else to get a better indication as to how good of a team you might be it's, it's a also predictive, predictive measure yeah. it's a predictive measure so i looked at since 02 that's as far as ken palm goes teams in the 200s in acc history and you've got wake forest 2011 at 259 you have 12 boston college at 261 the very special 2016 boston college squad that went 0 and 18 in conference play but still was this 225 oh and by the way they were also at the source of the uh chipotle norovirus scare as well and then Pitt in 18 at 227 right now 23 louisville is currently two after last night's losses at 256 so they're on that trajectory. They're in the discussion. They're in that discussion. What's funny is like, some people are like, what about last year's state squad? Funny thing is, but last year's NC State, NC State squad was like 128. Pitt was technically worse by Ken Palm measurements than State was, but we know the record. The record doesn't always indicate how bad of a team you might be. Louisville looks like a bad team.
Thank you for listening to the Best of the Drive podcast. I'm Tim Donnelly here with Coach Pete Deruda, America's wealth coach and best-selling author. Coach, one of the big questions I always hear is, do I have enough money to retire? Well, maybe, maybe not. The most important thing is you have lifetime income you can never outlive. We'll design that plan for the next 10 people to call. No cost or obligation. Put yourself in control of retirement. Call 800-691-3215. You can also text Tim to 600-700. That's T-I-M to 600-700. You'll hear from Coach Pete and the Capital Financial advisory group. man physically triggers me yeah like i'm I, and I, you can tell i am just hearing him upsets me with the way that he talks and i'm okay with living in different neighborhoods that that's not my point about you got to be in the gated community the community is best when all neighborhoods are healthy may all love be welcome in this fortress of stone <laughs> the og Alongside Joe Giglio, I'm Joe Obvious. Dennis Cox is the producer of this program. It's our final show as a unit of 2022. So we are counting down the top OG moments of 2022. We start with number six. The thing that Giglio absolutely loves to do. What do you love to do, Joe? What's better What's better than an action park hoodie? Winning ticket. Uh, making a birdie putt, maybe winning a bet, but no, actually, those things like have an instant, tangible payoff. No, no, yeah. no, no. The thing that is the greatest ever is being right. Yeah, you love being right. You love being right. So last year, the Carolina Panthers were not good. They were good. And it was fairly obvious that Matt Rule was not the answer. And we've seen other franchises part ways with their head coaches when it's pretty clear they're not going anywhere. Just pull the ripcord, man. It's having to go in a different direction. And you see some bounce. You see, you know, I guess a dead cat can bounce, but some of the franchises have been able to overcome that. That's not what David Tepper did. And we sat here and we screamed, you should have fired him. You should have fired him. It doesn't matter. He's not a good coach. This is not going to go anywhere. We know what it's. We know what's going to happen in the middle of the year this upcoming season. And sure enough, by what, week five, Matt Rule gets the ax. And now, magically... The Carolina Panthers find themselves in playoff contention still. <laughs> I hate to well actually you. What? Do you remember the time when I told you it was not going to work? The very first time I told you it wasn't going to work for Matt Rule. No, I don't remember, honestly. I We were doing the show separately because he came on this show. It was shortly after he was hired. Oh, it was the one time we talked to him? The one time we talked yeah, to him. Yeah, yeah. I'm in my bathroom. You're in your home office. This is the heart of the pandemic. I think it was right after the draft. Yeah, it was yeah, it was right after the draft. Right, right after, after the we draft. Had, we had yeah. And I just told you I said, Joe, I don't trust anyone who doesn't take their dream job. Fair. Which, in my opinion, the New York Giants, where he grew up and his age, he's my age. Mm-hmm. He went to Penn State, you know. I feel like I understand the uh the id of uh Matt Rule. And I told you after that interview, I go, I just don't, I just don't trust that. And then the very first game, it was the second game, excuse me, when they played Tampa Bay, the first year that the Bucks had Tom Brady. Remember, they tried a fake punt mm-hmm. from the uh, the opponents, I believe, thirty eight yard line, and we both said that day, you know, this you're not playing. Uh, this isn't a non conference game against Louisiana Monroe, my friend. This is the NFL. <laughs> you're not fooling anyone with a fake punt. Uh, in plus territory. And that, to me, kind of crystallized it in his second game. And then when you look at his record, 
You look at his record and you say, well, yeah, it was terrible. But in my opinion, he had two chances. Now, the first year, whatever. You take whatever you want out of that first year. Pandemic, it's his first year. He's trying to transition to the NFL, whatever. Mm-hmm. The second year in this year, you look at the games that he could have won and he couldn't. When you, If you can't beat like teams, then you're not going to be successful. Yeah. And Matt Rule's record against like teams, which I positioned as teams between six and nine wins, he was five and ten. It's a 33-win percentage. Yeah. It's not good enough, Joe. And if you can't beat those teams, how in the world are you going to beat the good teams, which he was one and 11 against? And that brought me back to his Baylor record against ranked teams. He was winless against ranked teams at Baylor. The biggest problem I had with Matt Rule wasn't necessarily his record. The problem that I had with Matt Rule was every time he talked, it was full of crap. I mean, I really, I really oh, don't. There was that. There was that. I really don't know how else to put it. Which is well, what we took away from our only conversation with him. You, the, the one conversation we had with him, but the other moment that I had with Matt Rule where I realized, wait a minute, do you think that this is college? Was when they didn't know what they were going to do with Cam Newton, remember? And um, they had turned it into content, like it was some sort of behind the scenes. You know, what, what's the what's the Wolfpack show called? Was it one 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 goal? Right? Yeah. So they were turning in every everything into some sort of college like behind the scenes thing that's super motivational and which we now know he was controlling. He was controlling in retrospect. Rule. Matt Rule was. So there was one time where they didn't know what was going on, and Cam Newton got frustrated. And remember, there was this IG video that was put out by Cam Newton. He was like, you know, they don't want me. Remember that? He was working out. They don't want me. You know, blah, 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 blah. He's a typical athlete. Like, I'm going to motivate myself. I'm working out. I'm locked in, right? They did a teaser video about Matt Rule's lead-up to the draft and arriving and everything else. And they did a teaser on Twitter where it was, did you see the video? And like Matt Rule sits down in the coach's office to be like, oh man, we got to watch this. And then they say, watch the rest later. I'm like, are you? Wait a minute. This is what? So everything that Matt Rule seemed to be locked in on was ancillary things that were more important or culture building, ancillary stuff. They wanted to get rid of keep pounding. One of us. Yeah. He needed his own. He wanted the the way of the Panther. The way of the Panther, the brand, all that stuff. I'm like, wow, you're really interested in this stuff more than you are actually coaching football. So that was the thing that, that kind of clip though, right? A clip of what me getting mad? Yeah, Cox has got clips. Yeah, for us. this was after this was this was after what when Matt Rule got he let resurfaced go, on what the NFL Network. He disappears and he shows up in the NFL Network and he also shows up with Rich Eisen, <laughs> and he's kind of retconning what happened and saying like, yeah, you know, it was because it was because of masks. You know, I couldn't really vibe with the guys and. You know, had I known, I think he said, like, had I known I wasn't going to get that much time, I would have taken another job. You mean the Giants? Where I'm sure they would have given you seven years with the Giants, I'm sure. And, I, and yes, I, I did get mad. But there is something about that guy. <laughs> there is something about Matt Rule that his very appearance upsets me. Like, it triggers me. Like, I came back after running some errands, and you're sitting there in the studio, and you've got the Good Morning Football video up, and I see that guy's face, and I'm like, you saw me. I was like, yeah. this man physically triggers me. Yep. Like, I'm, I, and I, you can tell I am just hearing him upsets me with the way that he talks. And I have not, I have not felt like this about somebody that I don't even know 
other than he's he well, he's a coach. I don't know him. We've talked to him on the radio once. He didn't like our jokes, and we never talked to him again. But that's fine. You know how many dudes we talk to in this business? We talk to him once, and then we move on, and I don't think about it. It's whatever. Mm-hmm. But this guy physically makes me mad, and I don't know why. It's an irrational dislike of Matt Rule, and it, maybe it's been maybe it's not irrational. Maybe it's been built up over hearing dumb press conferences after dumb press conferences, yeah. and where he says, "You know, I just I'm just doing what coach the good coaches do." That makes me think of that was cathartic, but that's not fair to Bluegrass. That was your own little truth bomb there yeah. on Matt Rule. Yeah, it was. I, I that was completely unintentional. That just that came out naturally. That came out naturally. But you know what? That's Nebraska's problem now. And I don't think – I know uh, Bomani Jones, our, our friend, disagrees with me on this. I don't think he's going to be great at Nebraska. And we can, we can differ on what great is. Yeah, it depends I, on I don't yeah. think he'll – I don't think he'll consistently win double digits. Um, I think he'll probably pop here and there, but I, I just don't see how he's going to make it work at a very difficult job. And he's going to make a lot of money. And mm-hmm. that's fine. That's that's pretty much what he wants. Which is what uh which is what David Tepper actually And it's also loves. yeah, David Tepper is the one who actually comes out we we are big winners because we we ID'd from the jump. Like Jump Street, man. Mm-hmm. Like Johnny Depp and 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 the Greco guy, like from the jump we had this thing, right? Mm-hmm. But Tepper is the ultimate winner cuz he gives him the 6-year deal and he had owed him about three and a half years and about whatever it ended up being what four uh 30 25 28 you know, thirty million dollars, and you know he gets off the hook because Nebraska and the Big Ten money comes to the rescue. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash aware.